Hey, welcome to the Tuesday podcast. A lot of great stuff on today's podcast. The legal green card immigrants and what NPR was saying about, you know, the poor, the tired, the huddled masses. Uh, I needed to correct the, 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 the lies about what our country stands for, what the Statue of Liberty really means. Also, they're building a Statue of Liberty or built a Statue of Liberty. The protesters did in Hong Kong, but they're being beaten over the head. Uh, today has been a bad day in Hong Kong and a bad day for freedom, not only abroad, but here in America. The facts on the red flags, guilty until proven not crazy. Also, Sarah Silverman talks about the cancel culture and Chris Cuomo. Should he be red flagged? The question that Donald Trump tweeted today. Why? All that and more on today's podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Patriot Mobile is um, is a is a phone service uh, that will give you all of the great coverage that you that you want. They're just not going to take the money seconds. from you uh, and then invest that in uh, causes that you don't believe in, like Planned Parenthood. Patriot Mobile actually is going to let you invest your money into the causes that you believe in. But most of these sales could sell companies. They they give all kinds of money to crazy, crazy causes that you work hard against. It's true. Why do you do that? Uh, you can go with Patriot Mobile. They were created to solve that problem. They're the only conservative cell phone company in, in America. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Blaze. Get started today. When you use the offer code Blaze, they're going to waive the activation fee for up to two lines. PatriotMobile.com slash Blaze or 1-800-A-PATRIOT is the place to go. So as I... I usually do every morning. I try to listen to uh, the left, listen to the opinions of the other side so I can understand where they're coming from. Many times it has been important to listen to where people are coming from, uh, to be able to understand their point of view and to be able to understand how they arrived at where they are. But increasingly, it is becoming more and more frustrating because there is no logic and there is no authentic fact that is backing up what they have to say. Yesterday, we talked about the facts of guns and gun control. Today, we're going to continue that later on in the program on the facts of red flags. It's been done before, and it hasn't ended up well. So we'll talk to you about the facts, and that is really important. If you don't know the facts, please shut your mouth. If you don't know the facts, ask, read. But even the facts that you think you know, perhaps you should look into. Here's what I heard today from the Washington Post and their podcast. I want you to listen to this opening story, the way they frame it. Give us your tired, your poor. Those lines etched on the Statue of Liberty by poet Emma Lazarus are part of our common understanding about what America is, what it has stood for since its founding. Yesterday, a top immigration official in the White House, Ken Cuccinelli, said he's, quote, certainly not prepared to take anything down off the Statue of Liberty. But at the same time, a new administration rule will fundamentally change who gets to come to this country. Okay, since when? 
Since when have we been the country that says, hey, come here for free stuff? Hey, come here. If you can't afford things in your country, come here because we're going to give it to you for free. Since when? Now, they will argue that that is the Emma Lazarus poem. Give us your tired, your poor, your huddled masses. That is not what that poem means, period. And we've talked about it before. But it is important that you understand it so you can teach it to your friends. They're never going to get it. There's never... there. I have yet to see the anchor or anyone from the left that will honestly say, you know what? I was wrong. I learned something. I, I see this in a different way. I had a, a misunderstanding. I have not seen that from the left. I have seen that from the right. We've done it on this program. It's important. If you don't do that, you're not learning anything. So the misunderstanding is that the Statue of Liberty, the emphasis is always on she's the mother of exiles. She's this mom. And she's saying, give us your poor and your tired and your huddled masses because we're a giant hospital. That's not what she's saying. That's not what America is. What? In what world, including the world of Jesus Christ, in what world does a messenger say, hey, if you're really poor and you just can't make it and you want to live off the fruits of somebody else, come here, come here. In what world does that work? In what world is that financially reasonable? In what world is that spiritually reasonable? That crushes people. The Statue of Liberty is a challenge. She holds imprisoned lightning. What is imprisoned lightning? What does that mean? Her torch is called imprisoned lightning. Imprisoned lightning is leading the way of a brighter tomorrow. It's not just, it's not a flame. That flame, that torch is imprisoned lightning. Imprisoned lightning talks is a direct reference to the, um, uh, to the discoveries of the age. Imprisoned lightning is another way of saying a light bulb. It is the invention of the time that is moving things forward. She is the mother of exiles. But let's just look at her for a minute. What is the crown? It's not a crown. It's a misinterpretation. Have you ever seen the Michelangelo uh, sculpture of, of Moses? That sculpture of Moses, it's sitting in Rome in a church. It's a beautiful sculpture, but it is weird as hell because... Moses has horns. Look it up. He has two horns coming out of the side of his head. You're like, what the? Why does Moses have horns? 
because it's a misinterpretation of a word. It is easily, I can't remember the word, but it is easily um, uh, translated to horns. But it is not horns. It is rays of light. So it's not a crown. It is the light behind the Statue of Liberty. She is standing as a guard in front of something that is, oh, I don't know, dare I say, a shining city on the hill. The light behind her is reflected in that crown. That is a crown of rays of light. And she is standing at our sunset-washed gates. She is standing like the Colossus of Rhodes. But the Colossus of Rhodes, which was one of the wonders of the world, the Colossus of Rhodes was holding a spear and a shield. It was a warrior. And the ships would go in between his legs. And he would stand at Rhodes, this great old port. And people would come in, and that Colossus was saying, don't screw with us. And so it was meant as a warning. But as Emma Lazarus says, here at our sunset wash gates, stands the mother of exiles. Now, the mother of exiles also has chains around her feet, but they're broken chains. They are broken chains, not just as a reflection of of us breaking the chains of slavery in 1865. It's not just that, but it is breaking the chains of slavery because of pomp and circum, uh, circumstance and and uh, and your um, heraldry. It's it's breaking the chains of you can't do it because you're not a lord, a lady or a landowner. And what breaks those chains is what she's holding, the law. So if you understand the Emma Lazarus poem, it is not, it is not ever to be read like this. Give me your poor and your tired and your huddled masses. Oh, just send them here. We're going to hold them. That's not the way it is meant. If you listen to the whole poem, you'll understand. Not like the brazen giant of Greek fame with conquering limbs astride from land to land. We are not conquerors. Every war, have we conquered? Did we conquer Europe? Or did we conquer tyranny? And give that land and that government back to the people. We are not conquerors that take land. So not like the brazen giant of Greek fame, the Colossus of Rhodes, with conquering limbs astride from land to land. Here at our sea-washed sunset gate shall stand a mighty woman with a torch. Now, does that sound like your mom? She's not a mighty mom that is standing there with a pie or a mom who is standing there with a teddy bear and a blanket. This is a mighty woman with a torch whose flame is the imprisoned lightning. 
the ideas of tomorrow that are happening today. And her name is the Mother of Exiles. Oh, that's sweet. From her beacon hand glows worldwide welcome. Her mild eyes command the air-bridged harbor that Twin Cities frame. Those Twin Cities, the New York Harbor, that's, that's New York City and Brooklyn. She's standing there in between the Twin Cities. And she's welcoming people. But how is she welcoming them? With mild eyes that command. Command what? Command that you listen to what she's saying. Keep your ancient lands and your storied pomp. So in other words, I don't care what your history is. I don't care that you have lords and ladies. I don't care that you went to the right college, the right university. Oh, you have the right papers. Oh, you're in the right guild. You're in the union, so you can do it. I don't care. Keep all of that. Keep your ancient lands in your storied pomp, cries she with silent lips. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. The wretched refuse of your teeming shore. She's saying here, I challenge you. I challenge you. Send all the people that you say can't do it. Say, send me all of the people that you are holding down because, oh, they're just riffraff. They're not the right people. Oh, they'll never make it. Send those people to me. Send those people to me, the homeless, the tempest-tossed, the people you don't want. Send the garbage that you don't want. Why? So I can hold them? No. Because I lift my lamp beside the golden door. The rays of light reflected behind her that you see in the crown, the rays of light. She's standing behind or next to a golden door. She is a guardian of that door. There is something special on the other side of that door. Something behind her that is shining so bright. Send them here because the promise of what you can do. I don't care who you are. If you apply yourself, you'll make it here. That's what America is. That's what the Statue of Liberty stands for. Not this bull crap of we're going to hold everybody who just can't make it and doesn't want to do anything for themselves, and they just want to sponge off of us. That is putting a chain around their legs and a chain and a ball around our children's necks. That's not what the Statue of Liberty stands for. She, she is the breaker of chains. But she's only letting you through the door. You have to do it. The best of the Glenn Beck program. Hey, it's Glenn. And if you like what you hear on the program, you should check out Pat Gray Unleashed. His podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcast. First of all, it's pie related. It's about a pie. Oh, I don't love pie. No, I think this would be a good don't guest. You dare. Oh, it's good. I, well, I, I don't know if you know what it is, but Pat, it's a book about 
um, pie. It's called the pie. Mm-hmm. It's called the uh, pie letters. Mm-hmm. And I think it looks pretty mm-hmm. interesting. First of all, a lot of uh, interesting conversations about pies, which I know you you're a fan of. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the book is. And then it's about mm-hmm. it's about the you know the baker who writes letters about you know the 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 history of their family mm-hmm. and the things that went on in their family, in depth things about their family and how it might relate to other people's lives. And of course, obviously, you like advice. You want to make, live your better life, live your best life. <clears throat> sure. Um, I don't know if you recognize the author at all. Uh, this is uh, oh wow, hmm. uh, Coletta Hewitt. Hmm. Yeah, huh. yeah, Coletta. She is. Um, now, doesn't she look a little familiar? If you look at her, does she have any resemblance jerk. to anyone you know? <laughs> Would you say? We do look an awful lot alike now, yeah. don't we? <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah. This is yeah, Glenn's sister has come out with a book. Yeah. That's really cool. And yeah. it's a really cool idea for a book. Uh, it is legitimately about pies and like the things. And it's, it's, it's about life story. lessons. Yeah, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. My sister has wanted to write this book forever, and she's been working on it for a while, and it's really kind of... You know, we all go through our own journey. And after her husband committed suicide uh, and, you know, we had a sketchy childhood, et cetera, et cetera. um, She kind of just goes away and goes on this this journey to find the meaning of life. And she thinks she's going to go in one direction. Instead, she returns back home uh, in Wyoming and she she opens up this little business uh, that she's only making, I don't even know, 20 pies, 12 pies a month, something like that. Um, and it's personal. You have, you know, she selects people that she's going to make pies for, and they buy a pie a month. And so she has a pie of the month club. And with each of those pies, there is a letter of why that pie was important mm. uh, and what it means uh, to her and her journey and its life lessons. It's really, it's really well written. I was, I was, was, I, I was disappointed because I was like, well, now she's, now I'm, now I'm not unique. She's got a really good book too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's much better mm-hmm. than the trash you churn out. But it's, yeah. it's actually, <laughs> it, uh, there could be some interesting nuggets. I feel like we could maybe no, mine. As you know, far as I could interview so, my yeah. sister, but mm-hmm. I don't think you guys interviewing my sister no, would think, be good for the book. Like a really I think, good idea. Yeah, I can add to it. I yeah, think, I think you we know. Could. And uh, I, I yeah. believe there's a show called Pat Gray Unleashed. Which I believe really, there is he, immediately Pat, before this one. Right. And don't you make the decisions on what guests come on the show? Indeed, I do. Oh, yes, I do. You control all the content right i do huh. too bad you guys don't know how to get a hold of her <laughs> oh, i think bad. we can figure it out i think we can figure it out yeah we can put the whole staff on that one yeah so anyway if you're if you're interested in uh in in not the interview definitely not the interview uh but if you're interested in the uh book it is it's really a good book is it available on amazon is yeah right? amazon it's pie letters uh just called the pie letters or is it pie letters does uh, it have the uh, yeah, it is the, the pie yeah, letters, letters, and I like pie. I like let. I like all twenty six letters. Right, um, mm-hmm. big fan of yeah. all of them. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. Hey, it's Glenn, and you're listening to the Glenn Beck program. If you like what you're hearing on this show, make sure you check out Pat Gray Unleashed. It's available wherever you download your favorite podcasts. All right. Hong Kong is... I mean, I don't know how these guys are expecting to win, but God bless them. God bless these 
these freedom fighters, true freedom fighters in Hong Kong that are standing up against China. And they are saying, no, we are not part of this. You're not just disappearing people at night. Now, this is getting news, but are we really even supporting them? I want to play a clip. These are protesters that built the Statue of Liberty in Hong Kong as part of the protest. They built the Statue of Liberty. And here's what they did last night. Oh, the ramparts we were so Standing with American flags. And the rockets red glare, the bombs bursting in there, gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. Oh, say the stairs are sprinkled, then I'll wait. Oh, the land of the free and the Now, if you see this picture, you will be confused because they are dressed in a way like Antifa. They're wearing masks and uh, they look like they're ready to do battle and they're holding American flags. What? Those are people who are fighting for freedom against real totalitarianism, against real fascism, against communism. And they are doing it to appeal to you. They are holding that flag, something that many people in the NFL wouldn't do. They are holding the flag and respectfully singing the words in English of our national anthem. They are trying to say, America, wake up. Now, why do they need us? Well, because they don't have a right to bear arms. They don't, have a, they don't have a way to fight the army. Oh, you're going to fight the Chinese? Well, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to give it a good old college try. You know, it seems to be working for those in the Middle East who are fighting the world's most powerful army. And when it's your own homeland and it's your freedom, yeah, I think you can. I think you can best a powerful military. There's videos all over social media of Chinese military vehicles uh, seemingly in large numbers entering this area. And these people are going to be slaughtered and disappeared. Uh, man. I mean, this is, you know, this is not just some random look. I mean, I don't want to downplay it. If it is some random city somewhere, life is life. But this is a, a massive financial center for the globe. It's Hong Kong. <laughs> this is it, man. I mean, and, the, and they have had this weird relationship with China in which they are they're in China. They're part of China. But China kind of just lets them do their own thing largely. Uh, but they, they don't have to anymore. Who's going to stand up against China? Who's going to stand up against China? Who is willing to say the truth? China is an evil empire. China is enslaving people. China red flags people. 
Right now, China has a system to where you're red flagged by someone, you go away for psychiatric care. You go away to a concentration camp where you're just re-educated. It's no big deal. It's, it's not a concentration camp. No, that's the wrong word. Millions of people. And what are we doing? What is, the, what is the place that has the Statue of Liberty that those people are building a replica of, holding up our flag, singing our national anthem, appealing to us? What are we doing? We're talking about imposing our own red flags. We're talking now about putting in red, a red flag system that would mark you as trouble. And if you're trouble, well, gosh, that's kind of a problem for you. You're going to have to prove that you're not trouble. This is taking our country upside down and you know who's you know who's who's going to benefit the most from it who's going to be behind it doctors doctors psychiatrists you've already heard the rhetoric that people on the right are insane they're not in their right mind you've already heard that being a conservative is some sort of a psychological disorder. From the same people who are telling us that there is no gender, that a man can have a period. They're going to tell us we're insane. They're going to be the judge of us. Really? And you're okay with this. I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat or an independent. I don't care if you hate uh, Donald Trump or love Donald Trump. This should terrify every single American. Now, we really don't know because the records are still secret. But in 1978, at least 4.5 million Soviet citizens were listed as having mental health problems. 4.5 million citizens. Now, what happened to those 4.5 million citizens? Well, right before the wall came down, perhaps because they realized, oh, crap, maybe we'll go through Nuremberg trials, which they never did. We're going to release 800,000 of them. Millions of people were falsely diagnosed with a mental illness because... They didn't agree with Marxism. Cuba did the same thing. Evidence now that China is still doing it and on the scale of the former Soviet Union. And the World Psychiatric Association? Yeah, they're pretty much ignoring it. They said that people associated with Fulon Gong are nuts. And putting them in uh, asylums run by the state security apparatus is normal. It happened here in America in the 1920s. If you were deemed a dissident, like one who protested the trial of Sacco and Vicente, who I think were terrorists 
I know the left loves to hold these guys up as freedom fighters, but they were anything but. They were terrorists. But if you stood up and had a different point of view in the 1920s, you were put into an asylum. In the 1960s, members of the American Psychological Association smeared presidential candidate Barry Goldwater. They said he was crazy. But that had nothing to do with politics, right? Did you know that Dinesh D'Souza, you know that he went to jail for a crime that Rosie O'Donnell committed and said she knew she was committing. She didn't go to jail. He went to jail. But did you know that the federal judge that sentenced D'Souza to prison not only sentenced him to prison, but to years of mental health counseling Despite the fact that a licensed psychologist said he's fine mentally. But there must be something wrong with him. Are we truly thinking about giving the power to claim somebody is is dangerous? And having the burden of proof fall on them after we have acted? So they are guilty until proven not crazy? By the way, when you look at, um, when you look at professions with a high suicide rate, dentists, I think, are number one. Real, real high up on the list. Psychiatrists. Do they have mental issues? Are they stable enough? By the way, the red flag laws, the red flag laws that we're talking about have been used in the past and are being considered today to, to make sure that we, we take away some rights from people who believe in conspiracy theories. How many of how many of our children, how many of how many Americans uh, got online and joined in to the Area 51 conspiracy theory because it was funny? If you went online, you are now registered as somebody who could be a danger to fellow Americans and the country. We're talking now, we already are taking people out of jobs that made some crazy comment online at 16. What, is, what if you or your kids went online and thought it was funny and started to say, yeah, you know what, Area 51, we should storm it. Do you really think that you're not on a list? Do you really think if you have the wrong political view... And we're in a system of red flags. You're ever going to be able to purchase a gun. So you don't believe in you don't believe in socialism. Well, 
That could be a mental disorder. You've visited sites that are deemed inappropriate or dangerous. Well, you could be dangerous, and that's a red flag. What happens if you believe in a conspiracy theory or you are you have spread that conspiracy theory? You're on record. Well, let's just look at this week. Let's look at Epstein. Uh, let's start with uh, Joe Scarborough. Should he have a gun? Now, the, the odds are that, yeah, he'll be able to get a gun because he's on the left. And the left will be the ones that decide. But Joe, Joe Scarborough said uh, the Epstein suicide is a Russian hit. He not only suggested there was foul play, he also insinuated something about Donald Trump's connections to Epstein and Russia, saying that his death looked predictably Russian. Now, that's a conspiracy theory. If you heard that and you liked it or posted it to your fake uh, Facebook page, you could be red flagged. If you said even in jest, I mean, we were joking yesterday. You know, I'm I'm willing to I'm perfectly willing to consider that Bill and Hillary Clinton didn't didn't kill Epstein. <laughs> OK, that's a conspiracy theory. You could be red flagged for that because that's dangerous. That is sowing distrust. Now, think of somebody who has a differing point of view and the power of red flags. It can be a total stranger. I, um, I'm reading this, this great book started last night. I'm about a third of the way through. You have to, you have to pick it up. It is great. It's a story I've never heard of. It's called the volunteer came out a couple of weeks ago and it's a story that has been buried and has popped through a couple of times in history. But this is the first time that anybody's really done research. And it's a guy in Poland who has, uh, who volunteered to go into Auschwitz and see if he could start an uprising. He volunteered to go to Auschwitz. I mean, it's a crazy story. Crazy, crazy story. In the beginning of the book, it talks about he was part of the underground. And what he would do is he would have people tip off. He would figure out who was tipping off the Nazis, who was ratting out the underground. And they were all gathered at this club, and so they were working at this club. And so what he would do is he would he would um, work in an office across the street from this club, and he would take pictures of everybody going in, and he would piece it together. And then he would take the guys who were betraying the Poles, and he would have somebody tip off the Gestapo that that guy is working with the underground. So all these people were red flagged. They were actually on the side of the Nazis. But because you didn't need proof, they were all dragged outside and killed. Red flags have been done before. They're always done in places like China, like the former Soviet Union, like Cuba, and in our worst times here in America. Let's learn from history and not repeat our mistakes. You need to send the message to the GOP and Donald Trump. No red flags. 
None of this stuff is acceptable. The Second Amendment must stand. You want to know why? Look to the people in Hong Kong today. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Hi, it's Glenn. If you're a subscriber to the podcast, can you do us a favor and rate us on iTunes? If you're not a subscriber, become one today and listen on your own time. You can subscribe on iTunes. Thanks. So last week, uh, some audio came out, and it's the best ever. Yeah, uh, it really is amazing. Uh, There's an organization, Young Americans Against Socialism. And they were the ones, at least, that pointed this this audio out to me on, on, on the Twitters. <laughs> on the Twitters. This is amazing because we've seen so many times these examples, particularly like colleges, where you'd see students complaining about the most minor things, calling them microaggressions, saying they've been triggered and targeted right. and they're going into their safe space and mm-hmm. their quiet room and all that stuff. And you see articles about it and it's laughable. But we've never, I feel like I've never seen it in action before. <laughs> And this is not a college. This is an actual, this is the the convention for the Democratic Socialists of America. This is the group that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is a card-carrying member of. I I think two of the squad members are actually card-carrying members. I think, is is it Tlaib or Presley? I think it's It's, Presley. Yeah, it's either either George Harrison or Ringo of the squad. (laughs) Which we don't know that much about. I don't know that much about it. Like they did something Mm. at some point. But listen to some of this audio and tell me... If you can see the future of America encapsulated right here. Uh, Quick point of privilege. Quick Uh, point of personal privilege. Um, Guys, uh, first of all, James Jackson, Sacramento, he, him. I just want to say, can we please keep the chatter to a minimum? I'm one of the people who's very, very prone to sensory overload. There's a lot of whispering and chatter going on. It's making it very difficult for me to focus. Please, can we just, I know it's, we're all fresh and ready to go, but can we please just keep the chatter to a minimum? It's affecting my ability to focus. Thank you. Thank you, comrade. Okay, is there a comrade. speaker against name, point chapter, pronoun? Point of personal privilege. Yes. Please do not use gendered language to, to address everyone. <laughs> I love that okay. guy. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, did you notice the he, him thing, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, I'm, uh, I'm Stubergear, he, him. Like, you need to... Oh, in- shut up. Like, why... Is that part of your name now? Every time you say something, you have to say what pronoun people need to call you? I mean, if you just gave the name, why don't they just call you by your name? So here's the... I mean, if you think that some of these people in a real socialist, an actual socialist nation wouldn't end up at the uh, pointy end of a gun. Right. You're crazy. Of course. The good thing, though, is that if these people do invade, if we just whisper long enough, they'll all be right. distracted <laughs> and won't be able to continue the right. invasion. So Morgan Zeggers. Morgan is uh, is somebody, She's she's been named a rising star of the New York GOP. Do you want to just call her she, her? If you would. Yeah, okay, thank you. Um, And she actually, a a very well-funded state assembly um, man or uh, him, her. Watch it. Watch it. Assembly it uh, was was almost almost beaten uh, by her. She's 21 years old. She is truly a rising star, and she is the co-founder and CEO of um, uh, Young Americans Against Socialism, and she's with us now. Hello, Morgan. 
Hey, guys. How are you? Thanks huh. for having me. Very good. Very good. Thanks for turning us on to that, uh, that video. It's, I think, hysterical. Um, so most people, Morgan, um, who are my age, know exactly what socialism is. Um, however, millennials have missed the lessons. And so you are launching a website, I think, on Thursday, are you not? Yes, we launch on Thursday. Okay. Tell me about it. So Young Americans Against Socialism, it's a nonpartisan 501c3 nonprofit, and we are dedicated to exposing the truth about socialism to young Americans because we believe that those who do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it. And that's exactly the case with my generation. They were not taught the dangers and the failures of socialism, and now 50% or more of young Americans would choose socialism over capitalism, and that is destructive and puts the future of the country at risk. So how are you, how are you expecting to break through on this? Like, what are you going to be featuring on the website? Exactly. So we travel the country and film the stories of people who have escaped from the hell of socialism, and we do it because the left is so good at emotion, and the right, conservatives, People who advocate for freedom and opportunity were not the best at it. And so Young Americans Against Socialism is adding emotion to the playbook. We take these emotional, powerful stories of people who escaped from Venezuela, from Cuba, from the USSR. It's really, really some scary, passionate stuff that they tell to the screen. And we turn them into very short social media videos. And because 90% of young Americans are on social media, we have the opportunity to put these videos in front of almost everybody in this generation and show them What's going to happen if we let socialism in the United States? That's the power of so, social media, and we're going to harness it. Uh, Morgan, let me just play devil's advocate here. Um, what the response yeah. will be is, well, those weren't really socialists. We're talking about Sweden. No, that's not what the kind oh, yeah. of socialism we're talking about. Exactly. And we break that down in shorter videos. We're talking about all the issues. We're talking about personal stories. And usually, you know this, I'm sure. They start out by saying, oh, we're not socialists. We're democratic socialists. Yeah, I know. So then you could say, okay, well, Venezuela was a democratic socialist country. Then it was a democracy, elected socialist. And then the country went from a democracy into a socialist dictatorship with people starving in the streets. But then what do they say after that? They go, oh, we weren't talking about Venezuela. We were talking about Nordic European socialism. So then you have to break down how Sweden tried it from the 1970s to 1990s. They tried sweet, uh, socialism and it failed. And now they know they can't pay for those big government programs without the wealth created from capitalism. And those weren't even really socialist countries. They had a lot of socialist trappings, but they're, they're, that's not so, that's not what democratic socialists are really talking about. They are talking about top down control of everything. Exactly. And that's why it's so important that we educate our generation, because the far left in this country is aware that our generation does not know the truth about it. And they are preying on that. They are using it to their advantage. That's why you hear people like Senator Sanders and Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez using it to their advantage and saying, oh, no, if we get rid of social or if we get rid of capitalism, we scrap that because it's not working and we get socialism, we'll end up like Sweden. And that's why people our age are like, sweet. Sounds good to me. I want free stuff. Everybody looks so happy in Europe. It's just very surface level, and we are going to dig deep into that and prove them wrong. Um, uh, thank you for being on the um, the program. What kind of what kind of money do you have backing this? So we are going to be funded mostly with people across the United States. 
small dollar donors who care about the future of this country and they want to preserve it. That's why our logo is a torch. It's actually the people who are in the older generations deserve to pass the torch to our generation and know that the future of the country is in good hands. And right now that's just not the case. And so if anybody is interested in financially supporting us as we make these videos and show our generation the truth before the country turns socialist, please go to our website. It's yas.org, Y-A-A-S.org. Um, do you think that the younger generation, I mean, we've we've taken these two parties, both Republicans and Democrats, and they're both piles of dog crap, in my opinion. Uh, and n- neither of them are really standing for the Constitution and the free market. If they were, we wouldn't we wouldn't have the problem with the GOP we have now with Obamacare. They would have opened it up for the free market. Um, so we don't have we don't even really have a torchbearer on the right in in the GOP. Do you believe there's an appetite uh, on the Democratic side? I mean, Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders are number two and three in the latest polls on what the Democrats are, are looking for in a president. Do you believe there's an appetite with the Democrats? Well, I think that's where that idea that Twitter isn't real life comes into play. You see a lot of the most radical people on both sides of the aisle come together on social media and rant at each other. But the most important thing to remember is that not a lot of people are paying attention to this, and they could be easily tricked by the far left. That's why we come in. We're not going to convince people who are passionate Che Guevara t-shirt wearers. We're probably not going to convince them. I mean, those people wear them to pride parades. It's crazy. And Che Guevara killed gay people and put them into prison work camps. So that they're kind of lost. But we are going to pe- find the average Americans who could easily be tricked by seeing AOC talking on Twitter about how capitalism isn't fair and how our lives would be better if we were like Europe. That's the kind of audience that we are targeting. And we have major potential to reach them and show them that opportunity, freedom, capitalism has led to more opportunity for anybody in the world than socialism ever will. Well, we will um, help you in any way we can with your launch on Thursday at yaas.org, Young Americans Against Socialism. Uh, And I urge anybody in the audience, if you are looking to um, put your money in a place where you can fight for freedom, we must reach the millennials and those below the millennials. We cannot afford to lose another generation like we've lost the millennials. They must be educated on uh, socialism, and the best ones to reach them are the people in their own age group. Uh, and that's what Morgan has put together. So please uh, check it out, and if you, uh, if you have the money that you can help, help them at yaas.org. Thank you so much, Morgan. Appreciate it. The Blaze Radio Network. On Demand.